Welcome to the Ride for Real with Steve Lamott podcast, where Steve shares his philosophies on horse training and coaching riders in ranch versatility, performance, and cow horse events. This podcast is brought to you by Equinity All Natural Horse Supplements. For any horse at any stage of life, it's streamlined, cost effective, and easy. Hi, this is Steve Lamford, and welcome to our podcast. A little bit about myself, uh, I'm a horse trainer based here in LaPorte, Indiana. We've been on uh, RFD TV and now currently the Cowboy Channel for, well, probably for the last 10 years or so. Um, I'm a clinician that travels around the country. We competed in different ranch versatility associations and now uh, currently starting our, our journey down the Rain Cow Horse Association sort of path. Um, how I, how I got into horses, uh, I, I, am one of those American, uh, type of dreams that anybody could become anything. Uh, I grew up just outside of, uh, Chicago, Illinois, in a small little suburb called Cicero. Uh, when I was old enough to start playing, the only thing I played was Cowboys and Indians. 51 years old, and my mother's very pleased that my attire hasn't changed since I was two. So... Boots, hat, uh, sort of the same thing every day, and that's what I do. I, I, I get the opportunity to live my dream. I, I wake up in the morning, have my coffee, watch the sunrise, and start my day. Uh, I feed the horses. I'm one of those trainers. Even though we have a television show, uh, I'm very, very hands-on. I'm the guy that uh, does the feeding. I'm the guy that does the cleaning. We do, we do all the riding of the horses. We do the packing of the trailer. Um, it, it, I, I've been asked if I had all the money, what would I do? And my response was really I would be doing the exact same thing, except my truck would be bigger, my equipment would be better, and I'd have more horses. <clears throat> I used to think I would have nicer horses, but the truth is, I think I have excellent horses. I just constantly want to improve myself, and I think I could make them better. So uh, we started the, the show on RFD TV and then the Cowboy Channel uh, in hopes of helping others educate themselves and get better on their horsemanship journeys. Um, how I think I how I started off doing this was actually. Um, you know, I, I wanted to be a cowboy, but I remember my parents saying that uh, cowboys always always don't get a check on Fridays. So uh, I had to pick a, a pick a career that was going to make sure that I had a check every Friday on payday. Um, went to school for architecture, did not graduate. Uh, I, I, I liked the hands-on. So when I was in architecture school, <clears throat> I, I ended up starting a construction company. And uh, that sort of went its path, and, and I, I love building, again, hands-on, in the mud, you know, pour the foundations, frame the walls, you know, f- set the I-beams type of guy, uh, ha- had my crews and things like that. Uh, I, I married uh, my wife, Jennifer, we're coming on 20 years now, 
And well, she had a, a good corporate job and we had the property and built the house. And she just sort of said, if this was going to be the time to do it, it's now or never. So at that point in time, uh, I, I, I started training at that point full time, started doing lessons. I, I had a little bit of training before in terms of taking horses into stardom or giving a few lessons and stuff like that in my early 20s. But that was um, sort of like extra spending money. It wasn't necessarily how we paid how I paid the bills and everything. I always was doing something else. But had horses uh, as part of my life since I was eighteen. Um, again, you know, it's sort of mind over matter because after the age of seven, I, I was horribly, horribly allergic to horses. You know, eyes swell shut, you know, sneezing and water coming out of my nose or snot like if it was a faucet and uh, uh, just sort of kept muscling through. I remember begging my dad to, to take me riding when I was a kid. But, you know, I grew up in the era that, you know, your parents would hand a man $10, they would give a horse and you didn't have to sign a waiver liability form. There wasn't helmets, there wasn't anything and you just sort of got thrown on the back of the horse, smacked on the butt, and off you went down the trail. So that that was my that was my sort of my intro to horses as I was doing that, and 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 then started about seventeen, eighteen, uh, playing polo and, and riding, getting a lot more into it. Had a horse, and one became two, became three. Acquired a farm when I was 21 that snowballed into what we have right now. And then after we got married, that's when training sort of took over. When I when we started the the little lesson and training business, um, you know, we, we, we have a 72-acre uh, farm here, my wife and I, Jennifer, uh, in LaPorte, Indiana. And uh, so you could go to High Grove Farm, and, and there's the website, and you could look at it. Um, we built a an, an indoor arena that at that time seemed huge and was going to fit all of our needs. And and, and now I would love to, to be bigger and better and things like that. But uh, never, never at the time when we started building did we uh, envision us having a a television show or that we would be doing clinics as far as Texas or New York or when doing expos for equine affair or you know in, in we're, we're, we'll be in equine affair in massachusetts in november but we've done massachusetts several times before and we've done equine affair in columbus ohio i i've stopped counting how many times and we've done uh illinois um iowa um north dakota oregon colorado Missouri, um, we we have had an opportunity to do a lot of the big expos across the country. Um, so we sort of snowballed uh, from there. Right after starting our, our, our training business, uh, actually went and got certified to be a riding instructor through the CHA and was the 2009 Instructor of the Year for English and Western. Um then from there, sort of really wanted to hone my skills in terms of learning to be a better horseman 
and uh, took the opportunity to to try to learn from as many people as possible. Uh, I, I, I'm I would say I'm a huge advocate of of being uh, continuing education uh, for the horse for the rider uh, as equally for the trainers or clinicians themselves. So I, I jump at every opportunity I can find time to ride with someone equal to me or better than me um, just so that there's another set of eyes so I could watch someone else spin a horse or stop a horse or work a cow. And then I could ask a question, you know, how did you do that? Why'd you do that? Um, I do it this way and ask and ask the other, the other fellows or other, other people uh, sort of just like the shop questions, uh, whether I think, I think a lot of professionals can learn so much from one another and, and then in turn it helps our clients or helps their clients and it, it actually sort of broadens the base. Um, I remember going and, and getting some instruction from a friend of mine, Joe Harper, and <clears throat> talking to him, he, he you know, because uh, I said, well, you know, you just let me know the fee or whatever. And, and Joe and I were talking. He said, hey, man, we're, we're just two guys hanging out. But uh, if it's when, when, you, when guys like you and I stop helping each other, this sport – uh, of horsemanship or cow horse or any of these equine disciplines eventually is going to die. Um, and you know something, I've, I, I think that holds a lot of water because I am fortunate enough to do and have a business in a, in a niche of society that 99.9% .9 of the people um, do for luxury or fun or enjoyment or whatever you want to say. Uh, it's not, we don't live in the era that we needed a horse to, to do a job. Uh, we have cars, we have trucks, we, you know, we, we have feed carts. The internal combustion engine has sort of put that horse a little bit on the back burner. We're not going to conquer another nation horseback. Uh, if we are, sign me up because I'll, I'll go join the army to do it. But, uh, you know, the, the horses now are not a necessity. Um, the, the, the big ranches in Texas still have the luxury of using them to go check stock and, and things like that. But for the majority of us that have horses, it's, uh, it's purely an enjoyment factor. It's, it's living a childhood dream. It's, it's rekindling something from our past that we get to do. And, and so I'm fortunate enough to, to actually have make a, make a living from it. So, when we started doing this and started giving lessons and started training horses, um, I, I found that I think the best thing that I could have done was try to help others, inform others, educate others. Uh, not necessarily that I had the knowledge or anything, but if I didn't know, if I didn't have an answer for a situation, I'll try to find it or, or look to someone else who has it. So, it became a very rewarding lifestyle uh, when you could help someone who said, hey, I just raised this horse. I, I have the mare. I bred it. I'm now I'm ready to start it. And you can see their, their dream that has taken them three years to get to this point uh, start to really sort of come together and hold water or, uh, you know, 
we used to do lots of youth lessons years and years ago and and you see these kids learning to ride for the first time and their eyes light up and stuff like that uh and, and i guess the same goes for for those ones that are older that uh, you know they're married the kids are out of the house and, and and they're taking their their first riding lessons or whatever so that that was our sort of our niche and and it sort of grew from there my uh think I, I i kept wanting to push the envelope and trying to want it to get better as an instructor or clinician or trainer and, and so therefore <clears throat> your 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 base your 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 starting students go from literally beginners to ones that are a little more intermediate riders to those that are a little more advanced now to those that are, are wanting to show and do things and, and compete at a higher level uh you're you're trying to become that 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 you know, the one percenters out there, the, the top five percenters that really are, are the ones going down the fence or, or, or cutting or, you know, doing the big spins or slides or something like that. Um, and, and, and truthfully, the, com- the competition part of it, uh, I, I love them. I'm horribly competitive. I, I know my wife and my mom think I am. I just think I'm somewhat normal. But apparently when you're you time yourself going grocery shopping to see how fast you could get eggs and milk is probably not a normal thing. So therefore I'm <laughs> highly competitive and, and I, I, I compete against even myself all the time, even if someone else won't do it. So we got into the get back into the showing aspect out of it and, and had a good time with that. But I think the, the basis of everything that we do is, is the horsemanship. And, and so, like now, there's a lot of time we spend at clinics, and, and uh, uh, whether they're here at the farm or going around the country. You know, we were a couple of weeks ago. We were in Wisconsin, and a couple of weeks we'll be in in uh, Ohio, and then we're in a couple weeks after that we're in Iowa. We've got another one here at the farm still this year, and, and things like that. So there's there's a bunch of stuff that. Uh, we get to, um, you know, help other people. And, 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 and those clinics, those meeting people across the country, uh, those opportunities of, of learning to, um, uh, you know, coach a, a huge array of whether it's beginning riders or, or or whether I have professional barrel racers or a professional roper, you know, or a rainer who says, hey, I want to try to do something with cows. Uh, we, it's a huge, it's, it's a huge uh, 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 swing of, of riders that we get to help. And a lot of those different interactions have actually become the reason for the shows that you see and now on the Cowboy Channel and RFDTV as well as some of the reasons for this podcast. So uh, talking with John Dowdy, who owns Equinity, uh, we were actually having some um, conversations when we were in Fort Worth at watching the world's greatest horsemen and checking out some of the NRCHA world championships. And, uh, you know, John and my, my wife, Jen, uh, before you knew it, had uh, signed me up to do podcast, and, and we're doing podcast. So it's uh, so this is just sort of the introduction show, and and what we're going to be doing is uh, 
Jen on our Facebook will be will be asking for people to actually uh, bring you know either email in or phone in or private message us ideas for shows, and we're going to be having uh, lots of different guests that um, will be joining us. I know John from Aquinion will be joining us. We'll have our other sponsors. I'm sure Dr. Anderson from Total Equine. We'll have Chuck Potter from Hoof Cinch. We'll have Mike McCormick uh, from Wyoming Saddle Company. I will be talking about saddle fit and things like that. Uh, but as we go through these shows, there's going to be lots of different things that we'll have either writing questions or comments from viewers from our, our, our shows on the Cowboy Channel that were, you know, we have limited time. So, uh, we're going to be basically able to sort of help explain things, I think, a little bit better and have other guests, whether they're professionals or just everyday people, sitting in and talking with me and helping to get better at horsemanship and, and sort of just, you know, live out their dream and, and, and have fun doing it every day. And, you know, truthfully, that's what this is all about. I, I could honestly say that... Um, I, I don't ever plan on retiring because I think for the last 20 years, I've sort of been retired already. It's just I'm, I, I'm fortunate enough to do what I want to do. So anyhow, this was just a little introduction podcast trying to explain about myself and where we're coming from, what the podcast is going to do, and a little background about me. So hopefully you'll be tuning in at a later date. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time right here. Thank you for listening to Ride for Real with Steve Landvet. Wanting more? Then watch Steve on the Cowboy Channel. Check out his website where you could find links to his video library, his Facebook fan page, and his online store. This podcast was brought to you by Equinity, all natural horse supplements. For any horse at any stage of life, it's streamlined, cost-effective, and easy.